training. Uh, my name is Josh Pather. We have Shane Mara and Roy and Kim joining us. Going to give us some good information today about the SBA. Um, so Shane, why don't you introduce your, our guests? Yeah, so we're privileged enough to have Roy and Kim Bunting on. They're SBA gurus. And I can tell you, you know, every week we try to get better as business owners. We try to expand our knowledge. We're trying to uh, expand our acumen. And if we're going to buy businesses and it, you always need access to capital, but particularly specifically, you know, if you're buying business, SBA is the only game in town. And I can tell you as a lender, 95% of the lenders have no idea what's going on with SBA. It's, it's, it's completely siloed from the bank. And we don't really even have much interaction with the guys that do the SBA lending, but Roy did that for years and now he's got his own firm and we're uh, privileged enough to have him. So thank you guys for being here. And we're just going to ask you some questions, man. So if you're ready, we'll start firing them off. We're ready. Totally ready. All right. Awesome. So, you know, I was talking about, you know, we're, we're big fans of buying an existing business that's been around, you know, 10 years. It's got 10 years tax returns. You got a track record there. It's so much easier to buy an existing business and buy cash flow than it is to do a startup and start from scratch. Hey guys, I'm gonna interrupt real quick. Um, let's get an introduction. Can you tell us? Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and background and how you get started, and then you can answer Shane's sure. question. Um, I've been in commercial finance for you know fifteen to twenty years. Uh, Kim and I also had a tech company for about fifteen years. So one of the things that we bring is not only having been on the lender side, but also being on the borrower side. So. Um, you know, it's 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 a little bit of a unique perspective in that we're used to trying to make all the sides happy, you know, create the real win-win-win. And Kim's also her background is in government programs, so it's really even like that fourth wall. So when you're talking about the really tricky things about what the government is trying to do, um, you know, yeah, those are the things that. I'm used to. Yeah. In fact, you know, with all the PPP and idle information that's been flooding out recently for SBA, Kim has been invaluable. You know, she'll just get into, you know, all the, uh, you know, the, the you know, what is that? CFR? Regulations. Regulations. And just come back and say, okay, here's what it really means. Here's what they're setting us up to do, et cetera. So, yeah, we're, um, we're just ready. And, you know, and being entrepreneurs at heart, you know, we want to make sure that everybody's got the capital they need. So that's, that's kind of our background. Yeah. And you guys have done a lot of PPP, correct? Yeah. I mean, not only have we helped lenders process PPP applications, but we've worked with borrowers. Kim's done a lot of work with borrowers on the forgiveness applications and keeping track of all the, the changing stuff. And we've also worked with banks Yeah. to do the processing 
on their side. Yeah. So, so, so it's, and we've got a PPV ourselves. So, I mean, we're, you know, again, it's, it's all the walls. It's yeah, and, all we want to cover. And I will, I will tell you, you know, I was mentioning just a few minutes ago, banks don't, they're not pros on SBA. You know, most banks don't have the SBA guru on staff like you were. I was yeah. at several banks and we had nobody that could do an SBA. I was at one bank where we had an SBA pro and literally everything went through him. But, you know, outside of that, nobody knows anything about it. So I think that's really fascinating that you guys even help the banks that don't have these big SBA departments actually how to do SBA loans. That, sure. that, it's well, another testament to how good you guys actually are. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, there have been some times in the recent past where the SBA program was sort of doubtful. You know, there was sort of funding uh, insecurity. And a lot of people who were experts left, you know, the industry. And um, from our perspective, yeah, I mean, uh, I've, I've uh, done SBA lending back since the 90s. So, so realistically, I was also lucky to have a very good mentor and guru. Um, so yeah, it, it's really just been a matter of, you know, having uh, passion to help people and make sure they're being covered uh, from a funding perspective, not getting into trouble. And, um, you know, on the other side, making sure that uh, everyone's following the rules and uh, using them to their best advantage. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to explain something that's very fascinating with the SBA. You know, SBA is, is a small business administration. But one thing that's unique with a commercial bank, and this is what a lot of people don't necessarily understand, and what we're going through now, they've completely changed the rules. But in a normal situation, the SBA does not fund an SBA loan. The bank actually funds the loan. The bank actually decides if they want to do the loan or not. And most times they don't because they'd rather not do loans just in general. They want they want nothing but you know gold-plated loans. But that, that's the misconception. The SBA does not fund the loan. The bank funds the loan. The bank makes the decision on whether they want to do the loan or not, and the bank gets the money. Yeah. But, to take a step back, um, SBA is really um, a network of the, the banks across the country. And uh, banks get certain delegated authority from SBA where they can make unilateral decisions on whether this is a loan that will go into the SBA program. And they get a guarantee. Right. Uh, what, what, where the government comes in is they provide a guarantee uh, for 75% typically of the SBA loan. Mm -hmm. And so what that does for a lender is it gives them additional you know, security. It's like having a cosigner. And what it does for a borrower. Well, is, yeah, borrowers have the ability to rely on the government to provide that extra strength. And so where that really helps, especially in what we're talking about tonight, for someone who's acquiring a business, you know, it's uh, it's going to be early in the process, at least for the owner of the business. Uh, and so therefore, having that, having training wheels to an extent, having that additional impetus to uh, to get the bank involved you know, it's a big part of what SBA is trying to do because what they're trying to do is get businesses started and uh, have them grow up and, and you know, it gives them the so much better terms. Yeah. You right. know, they've got the SBA guarantee that allows them to get 
way better terms yeah. than they'd get in a regular commercial one. Yeah, I mean, you know, typically when you're you're working with a bank, uh, a bank is going to be very concerned about the collateral value um, that is securing the loan. And especially, you know, if you're talking about a company that is being acquired, you know, it may not be a company with a lot of assets or at least, uh, you know, without a lot of assets that might be valued, you know, like a, you know, a piece of real estate or something that, that can really have a, a set value. It could be accounts receivable or something that is a little bit more ephemeral. So, again, this is something that SBA does to help a, a, an entrepreneur get started. And like Shane's saying, you know, working, you know, by acquiring a business to get something that you already have a pretty good sense of in terms of what it can produce, et cetera, you know, SBA is a good partner to be able to help, you know, get that off the ground from a purchase perspective. Yeah, let's, let's talk specifically about a purchase. Let's say you've got a business that's going to cost a million dollars. Let's say it makes $250,000 a year. Walk us through the structure of that as far as how little down you can get by with and what kind of terms that the SBA are going to give in that particular scenario. Okay. Well, um, first of all, uh, a down payment for an SBA loan um, of this type is going to be a minimum of 10%. SBA will look at an acquisition of a company, even if uh, an established company that's been around for a while, as a new company, because from its perspective, the buyer is new. Gotcha. So even though the company's been in, in business, you're going to have a new operator. So they're going to look at a 10% minimum down payment. A lot of lenders will want a little bit more than that, 15%, something like that. But you know lenders that will do 10? Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm working on loans right now that, uh, that that's what they're looking at. I can tell you guys out there, that's a big deal. That is a huge deal. So on that million dollar business, you only have to pay a hundred thousand dollars down and not 150,000 down or not 200,000 down. So go ahead, continue, please. Yeah. Well, so not only is it the purchase price, Shane, it's also going to be closing costs, working capital that you might need. So look at it in terms of a project, look at it in terms of, okay, well, I've got to pay a million dollars to purchase the company, but I'm also going to need, working capital, and especially nowadays, working capital, you know, having adequate working capital is paramount. So you have that. You've also got, you know, the, the fees that it will take to, call, the, to close the loan. So again, maybe you come up with um, uh, 1.2 as your budget, uh, you know, when you, when you add those things in. Um, then you're talking about 10% of that number. You're not okay. talking about 10% of the purchase plus all the extras. So how much are the fees, would you say, on that million-dollar deal? Okay. Well, um, again, it's going to depend. Um, well, number one, you're going to have an SBA fee. Um, it's going to be uh, 3 to 3.5% 3 of the guaranteed portion of the loan, which is typically 75% of the loan. So um, on a million dollars... You're gonna make me break out my calculator. Um, on, you know, you'll have a seven hundred and fifty thousand dollar guaranteed part of the loan, and um, so you know you're talking twenty six two fifty in terms of um, you know the amount guaranteed of fee. guarantee fee. 
And then, you know, depending on if you have an appraisal you have to do or things like that, um, you, you'll have that. You'll also have, um, you know, legal fees to close the loan, things of that nature, packaging fees. So, you know, again, you know, you can figure 40000 let's say, okay. something like that. So in your scenario, 40000 for closing costs, you do 160000 in working capital. Right. That'd be a total and, acquisition and of 1.2. And then you do 10% of the 1.2, which would be 120,000 out of pocket. There you go. Now, uh, a lot of uh, you know people looking to acquire a business uh, don't have even that much. So there are still some options that could also happen. Like if the seller is willing to be involved, um, you know, to help, um, the seller can also provide a note for 5% of the 10%. So the borrower could actually bring in five. And if the owner is willing to forego being paid on that other 5% until the SBA loan is paid off, that is the way they could also help get the deal done. Okay. So I'm really glad you brought that up because a lot of times when if you are tied on cash on the entry to get in, we need to be creative. So that's a great creative point. So you actually get the seller to carry five and then you only bring five to the table. Sure. And, um, you know, a lot of times if it's a seller who knows the buyer or there's an affinity there or, you know, they're happy to do that to make the sale happen, you know, that can, ha you know, you know, that's something that can be put together. You can also have, you know, other people come in uh, with minority interests and provide additional money. Um, if, if someone's under 20 percent ownership, they don't have to provide a guarantee. Um, or, you know, you can get gift funds from friends and family. And uh, it, again, as long as it isn't repaid during the, the SBA loan term, you know, you can add that to your equity. Okay. So you said something really interesting. So not only can I get the, the guy to carry five, the seller, I can get gift funds. Yeah. So you, you could have a buyer potentially walk in with no money down. Well, you know, yeah, I mean, not everyone has, you know, friends and family who are willing to kick in. But, um, I mean, uh, SBA is going to want to see 5% coming from the borrower side. You know, they want to get in the game. So I wouldn't suggest really trying to borrow five and get five from the <laughs> seller. You know, but, um, you know, a combination thereof or, you know, one or the other could yeah. be, you know, something so, that would probably fly. I have yeah. a question so i'm actually looking at a deal right now that's actually doing 1.1 and um so i was wondering we were working with the sba uh company and they said that it was overpriced according to their calculations they they would only finance three to four times uh cash flow uh off the business and so um we were trying to get creative to figure out what else we could do now would the sba take uh do a deal if Let's say we negotiate with the seller, say for round numbers for a million dollars, and uh, let's say the SBA does 500k, and then the seller owner finances the other 500k. Would the SBA do something like that? Well, yeah, they would do that. I mean, it's the 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 thing we were talking about to start with was um, whether it was going to count as equity or not. I see. You know, so if if that's really not the question, if it's just really more a question of how much will SBA finance and how much will the, the seller finance? Yeah, sure. I mean, that, that's not a problem. As long as you're not trying to reach that 10% threshold, 
right. you know, with that math, then yeah, no, that, that shouldn't be a problem. So I spoke to, an, this is uh, about six months ago, I spoke to another lender about a different acquisition and they said, I guess it's probably their bank. They, they said they want the whole deal or they, they can't do any, you know, they can't part it out like that. Have you heard that before? Or is that like bank specific? They can't part it out in terms of, you know, can you give me a little more definition on that, Josh? Um, like, let's say 50% seller financing and 50% SBA. They wouldn't do that deal. They would want the entire deal. Or- well, I, 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 yeah, um, I would say that um, maybe what they're trying to they're trying to make sure is that the SBA loan is being reduced uh, and paid off before the seller's carry back note is being reduced, okay. and, that, and that's pretty standard. Yeah, I mean, in fact, you know, I get that. Yeah, and so the seller may. If they're getting a premium price for, you know, selling the deal, they might have to make a, a you know, that sort of, uh, you know, agreement. I see. Yeah. Well, I definitely want to talk with you guys afterwards about this because uh, we, we got one, we got an iron in, in the fire right now and we're trying to, you know, close it and, you know, all, all types of problems are popping up. Um, can you talk a little bit more about like, like right now, this time, I know there's like six months payments or no payments or something like that. Can can you talk about what's going on right now? Well, it's just it. I mean, if you get your loan, I mean, it almost sounds like uh, you know, uh, I'm a I'm the the Toyota. It's Toyota thon, you know, <laughs> six free payments if you close by certain. But, but I mean, but by the end of September, everyone understands that it's not only just deferment, but right. it's actually payment and payment of the fees. Yeah. Well, so, well, you know, it's more than just... Well, they're not waiving fees. I mean, they, they go back and forth about what, whether that's going to happen or not. But what we've seen is SBA came out, you know, when, when the coronavirus, uh, you know, became a thing, they came out and said, okay, we're going to, you know, defer payments and no problem. But then they took the further step of saying, any new SBA loans, we're going to make the first six payments. And, and, and not, not just defer the six payments, but make them and you don't have to pay them back. So that's a pretty major incentive for somebody who wants to do a new deal. They just have to get it closed by September 27th. So um, do you think... We need to be in motion if, if someone wants to do that, they need to be working on it. That's a big deal. It is a big deal. Yeah. Shane, that's a big deal. Let's buy something, man. Oh, by the way, and uh, no six-month terms. Uh, you know, you can't, yeah. you can't make the loan for six months and then ask for six-month payments. Six um, months of payments. Our buddies, yeah, that regular our buddies at SBA were pretty specific yeah. about if You're, you do a loan that's six months. Yeah, they remind you very for it. Make it a standard deal, you know, yeah. but, and that's another thing that we maybe glossed over earlier is that an SBA loan will allow you to do a working capital, uh, you know, type loan, like we're talking about for the acquisition of the business for a 10 year term. So, you know, that makes the payments a lot lower than it would be with an, you know, a direct commercial deal. Uh, you know, so you're getting a lower down payment and, and a, a much longer term. So, you know, it really gives you the opportunity to keep the payments low. And it doesn't have a prepayment penalty, so if things are going better than expected, you know, you can pay it off faster without penalty. 
How many uh, years? How many years you typically get on these loans? Is it is it ten? It's based on the collateral, and typically, you know, if you're talking about the purchase of a business and and you don't really have real estate backing it up, you can do real estate loans for 25 years. So if you're buying a building and et cetera, you can usually get that done on a 25 year deal. But typically, you're looking at a 10 year deal. Hey, you you touched on something right there with a the building, and so. When I was at a bank, I remember we brought a an acquisition in. And it was an acquisition of a funeral home, and the buyer was paying two point five for for the for the building and the business. And so I think the building was maybe a million dollars, and then the business itself was like one point five. So okay. all total, it was two point five. Now this is what I thought. I could not believe that our bank agreed to do this. And you tell me if other banks do this as well. They allowed to do the entire loan because it had the building on 25 years. Yeah, typically the tipping point on that is if it's um, it's at least half of the loan uh, going for you know that purpose. And what you just described was a million dollars for the for the uh, building, million and a half for the business. And uh, you know typically if it's 50-50, you can go with the full 25 years. And a thing like that, you might have to massage it a little bit and maybe have a blended term and end up somewhere like 18 years. But but right, yeah, no, hey, you don't have to have 100%. Josh, we need to buy a business with a building right now, six months free, and get a 25-year note. You can't beat that. Hey, oh, God. Dr. Unidose, welcome to America. Let's go. This, this is exactly why we wanted to have you guys on, just to – kind of debunk the myths about SBA. And, you know, I come from the commercial side and you can't do this crazy stuff on the commercial side. They don't want to touch it. They don't want to touch a business acquisition deal unless it's all real estate. All they want to do is real estate deals for the most part. And what we end up seeing on the commercial side is 90% of all deals are commercial real estate. And that's all they want. So, but we, as a collective group in this mastermind group, we're all we're all business owners. We're all entrepreneurs, and and we we really advocate buying a business. And we got to have the pros on here that know how to get this stuff bought. Yeah, and and um, to think of it in terms of um, um, you know uh, putting it out for twenty five years, you know you can SBA exists to help businesses uh, as an incubator, to get them started, to get them rolling. So they're willing to do stuff that, you know, your typical commercial lender, you know, it doesn't want to take the risk to do. They're not motivated to do. So, you know, uh, if you're in that position as a, as a young business, uh, you're buying, a, you know, you're getting started, you know, there's no, no better, uh, you know, helper. No better. Yeah. And we see a lot of seasoned entrepreneurs that are using SBA because of, you know, the yeah. size of the business and, you yeah, know, and the generous terms, you know. Right. So, you know, uh, uh, really, you know, small business administration, you'd really be surprised of how small a business can be and still qualify. You're talking about seven and a half million dollar average revenue. Well, you know, we ran a business for 15 years. We did 15, uh, 50 million dollars of government contracts. 
We never had seven and a half million dollars in any year. We're a pretty large <laughs> business. You know, a hundred employees if you're a manufacturer, that sort of thing. So it, it, it's really kind of a misnomer that it's a small business. And, um, you know, if nothing else, see what the option is. And, you know, as far as the costs of SBA loans and stuff like that, put some people off, you know, uh, you know, uh, the benefits are really pretty large. And especially if you think about a, a, a loan that's going to be put on a term and then like a, you know, balloon after, you know, uh, five years or, or a couple of years. We you know, if you're continually paying those fees, you know, uh, you know, you're not, you know, it catches up with you. SBA, you pay it once. You're good for 25 years. You know, again, you know, you got to look at uh, the hassle factor and the and the cost factor. And you can pay it off with you know no no fees. Yeah, yeah right. Absolutely. But yeah, it definitely works. It, yeah. It's it's been around since 1957. But we and should I, talk uh, about the fact that in the beginning of an SBA loan, you might feel like you're paying a larger fee in the beginning. Well, sure. And that's what we're talking about a little bit. Closing costs are going to be a little bit higher. But again, it's not something you have to come out of pocket for. It's included in, in the overall project budget. So you're paying your part of the down payment, but, you know, it's being covered, you know, through the loan proceeds. Roy, the banks that you work with, um, are they cash flow lenders or are they asset-based lenders? Uh, well, I work with a bunch of different banks. Um, and um, I think a better way to answer that question, Josh, is is SBA. You know, what's SBA's approach? I see. Yeah. Um, and SBA's approach is a not a collateral lender. They will say that they are a management and a cash flow lender. And so they're going to look at, you know, especially for a business acquisition, well, what kind of experience does the buyer have? You know, have they worked there before? Are they a manager, whatever? What kind of industry experience do they have? And, um, you know, from a cash flow perspective, like Jane said, you know, if we can look at seller financials for the last few years and we have a really good sense of what kind of cash flow this business generates. You know, that really gives us something that we can sink our teeth into as opposed to, well, I'm going to open up a lemonade stand and hope somebody shows up. You know, right. we've got that. And so even if it's even if it's projected cash flow with good supporting documentation, SBA is good with that. So, you know, I think that's probably what to focus on more than anything else. Because like Shane said, you know, a commercial lender is going to think about collateral. And they're going to look at, they're going to think about cash flow as well, but you know they're going to think in terms of how do I get out of this deal if I need to. SBA is really thinking more like let's get some businesses started who employ people, pay taxes, you know, and make America. SBA you know, is talking move. about I'm interested in management. Yeah, and do they have the experience? Absolutely, and yeah. so so it really is a lot more about. Yeah, it's a lot more entrepreneur centric than most banks are. You know, I mean, uh, you know, they're really, you know, it, it's funny if I can digress for a second. You know, when uh, when COVID came out and PPP was a thing that you know we're we're talking to the lenders we work with, and some of the lenders were like, "We're working with our existing customers. We're doing everything we can to help them out. We're we're ready to go." And then some were like, "You know what? 
we feel like we need to help everybody in our community out. You know, we're, we're helping even, you know, people who aren't existing borrowers. Some of the bar, some of the, the lenders we talked to said, we're not helping anybody. We're afraid. We're going into a shell. We're not going to lend money for at least 90 days, probably through the end of the year. So, you know, again, lenders are made up of people just like anything else. And they all have their own levels of risk that they're willing to accept. Uh, so, you know, maybe, you know, for me, I, I'm lucky enough, and, and Kim and I work with a lot of different lenders. So different types of loans, different industries, different, you know, whatever, you know, setups work better for cer certain lenders than others. But FBA but, is there for everybody. I you think. know, but the guarantee yeah. is there for banks yeah. to be able to, to take a risk. Absolutely. And so. so so that really, you know, like you guys are saying, you know, for people who are, um, you know, looking to buy business and getting started, it, it, it's a great equalizer to uh, to help, you know. Yeah, and you, you, you hit that right square on the head because I can tell you as a commercial lender – the, the philosophy of SBA is brilliant. We want to help small business get off the ground, right? The the bottleneck in that situation are the commercial banks. They don't want to do, the lion's share of them don't necessarily want to do the SBA loans in general because, again, they want real estate. So you, you do one with real estate in it, that's what they want to do the most of. But guys like you, that's what makes you guys so crucial because, you know, like for us, we don't necessarily know which banks to go to. They're going to be more SBA friendly. But you guys do because you've done it for such a long period of time. So if we have a certain type of deal, you're going to know which type of bank to go to for that particular type of deal. Sure. Absolutely. You know, a, a lot of the SBA lenders we work with, you know, just like you say, they want owner occupied real estate. Well, you know, what everyone does. But there are other ones that are like, well, you know what? We do a lot of insurance agency purchases. Yeah. We like hotel deals where a lot of other lenders may not. Uh, you know, whatever. Different industries. They, they've got different things that they're comfortable with. They understand. Maybe the president of the bank came out of a certain industry and they have a, a particular bent. And that's the thing. Whatever makes a bank comfortable. Exactly. You know, I... Yeah, and getting them out of their, you know, their area of comfort, a lot of times it doesn't work well for either side. Yeah. Doesn't work at all. <laughs> Where our good fit is with the lender is is pretty important. And I can tell you specifically, I sent a deal to you this past week. The owner of that company, he came to me and he said, "Oh, I I know about this bank, and the the lender there said that they do SBA loans." And I knew the bank, and I'm like bro, you are wasting your time with this bank. Right. They have, they have no, they have no idea what this thing is. They're 95% uh, commercial real estate. All the lenders are going to say, yeah, we do SBA loans because they want your business. They want your deposits. But I said, we can't even waste our time with that. So I do some partial CFO work for them. And I said, let me put you in touch with some people that will know the best place to get this thing done if we can at all. And so that's why you, that's how you guys were so valuable, even on that particular deal, because I didn't know where to turn. It was mostly equipment, right? And so where do we get the best equipment deal? And, and we sent it to you and you're already spinning your wheels on where, where the, where the, where's the best place to send that. 
Well, in fact, uh, you know, it was uh, it was a uh, two two loans uh, really. Uh, you know, they they wanted a larger line of credit so they could uh, bid on bigger bonding jobs. That's right. Uh, they also wanted to refinance equipment that was on you know various and and long you know not not the greatest terms, shorter terms. So again, you know, you, you got to get a sense of well, who really likes to do you know line of credit deals, et cetera. So yeah. yeah. Again, there there is a process. It's not yeah. just trying to make it fit into one shoot. You know, no matter who comes uh, who comes up on the screen. Yeah, and every deal is different, and that's why you really got to have people like you that know exactly where to send it for that particular deal. So, well, well, thanks. Yeah, theoretically. Well, theoretically, I mean, you know, we're, but we're we're definitely uh, like I said, you know, we've been on the borrower side, and we get it that. You know, uh, it can be intimidating to try to approach a bank, uh, getting a good sense of, you know, what can I ask for, things like that. And so just to have that sounding board and, um, and, and you know, that, that reality check. And am I going to look bad if I hand this over? You know, what do I really do? You know, I mean, that step is really important. And, um, you know, uh, again, you know, I think we can have a, you know, in video games, we call it, you know, or, or in, in video game type learning that we used to do, it's a safe place to fail. You know, it's kind of like, let me show you the stuff. I'm a little bit nervous. I, I'm not sure. I'm stepping out here a little bit. Let me open, you know, my Komodo a little bit and give you my inside information. And it's kind of like, you know, we get that. We've been there. So, you know, there there's not going to be any sort of you know, uh, judgment process. It's going to be more like, okay, all right, I see what you're doing. Let's let's make this look like this. Let's shore this up, and and that really goes a long way because because you know lenders are also you know they're busy. They're trying to make their numbers too. You know, they're trying to you know they're trying to make their quotas. They're trying to fill their portfolios. They're trying to a lot of them are really well motivated to to help and. Yeah. Yeah, you know, we just want to make it easy for everyone to be happy about the process and and uh, you know go through it and, and uh, find mutually and beneficial, uh, successful solutions. Yeah. Well, I want to thank you guys again for coming on tonight. It was it was our privilege to get some of the the knowledge expertise that you guys have. And everybody listening, you know, we're going to post this in the group. If they need anything, you're the guys to talk to on any type of acquisition. Sure, okay. we'll ask you answer questions and stuff like that later on. I know we didn't really have a, a big time for that now, but yeah, absolutely. You know, we're, hey, Brad, we're I have one more question. Um, yeah, go ahead. Can uh, are there any incentives going on right now for like buying a piece of land and building on it with the SBA? As far as I, the SBA, I would say incentives per se. I well, mean, you know, obviously six months. Six months is, you know. Yeah, yeah, obviously that's a big one. Okay, um, so. That can qualify if I'm looking to like build a new building. Yeah, you just buy land. Well, yeah, the, the, the kicker is going to be if you can get the loan fully funded by September. So you I may think. be a little outside the window if you're looking to build something right now. Okay. But buying a property and um, you know maybe even making improvements to it to an existing you know building that still might make it in under the wire. Okay, and what uh, that would that be the five hundred four? If I was buying an existing building, no, 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 it's seven A or five hundred four. 
I don't want to dog the 504 program, but, um, uh, you know, I think the 7A program is a lot more useful. Uh, five and faster. And faster. Uh, the 504 program does have its place. Typically, um, when you are talking about a borrower who's already done a loan and, you know, you, you've got a $5 million cap that you can work with in SBA. So, it, you know, a larger, if you've already done an SBA 7A loan, um, and then you, you don't have a whole lot remaining and you want to try to do another project, 504 time, you know, is a good time to bring that in. Uh, in fact, a lot of times with the seven, Wait. I'm yeah, sorry. That's okay. Well, um, you know, Kim's right. You know, I know what Kim's going to say I'm is that 504s do take longer. Yeah. And, um, but, forget 504. Well, you know, I, I don't want to say forget them, but you know, at the same time, you know, um, uh, you can be in a situation where a 504 will allow you to do an SBA loan when you couldn't do it otherwise um, because you've already used up your limit. 504 will allow you to do a new project um, regardless of how many SBA loans you've already got. If you, if you agree to do it as a green project, meaning you're going to generate you know, 10% of your energy needs or something like that which really is a fairly minor modification to make to your building plans, for example. So there are ways we can get it to qualify to move ahead. And, you know, 504 can, can be a good answer sometimes. How many 7As loans can you have simultaneously? Well, you can have up to $5 million. Oh. Um, you can do a $5 million SBA loan. And really what, that, what, um, what SBA will allow is for you to have a $5 million total obligation. So again, with a, with a 7A, if you, do a, if you do a $5 million deal, it's only 75% guaranteed. So that only counts for three and a half million. So that's where a 504 can come in because with a 504, you still got another, you know, you, you've got that, you know, million plus that you can get a 504 to cover. And okay. so therefore you can get up to $5 million. And does the environmental, if you, if you're in the green, right. Does that reduce the See, amount? That's the thing is that even if you're at your, your cap with seven A's and 504s, if you decide to do a 504 green program loan, that's a new five million bucket. So you know, you if you want to buy a building or buy equipment, you know, you've got a way to do that with the five hundred four program, even if you've maxed out on your SBA guarantee limit. Okay, well that's good to know because like I, I have one previous seven A, and then I, I got the EIDL. That's a seven A, right? It's not now. No. Nope. Oh really? Okay. Okay. No, is not going to count against you. Right. Oh, perfect. Okay. Well, I got one. Then. <laughs> All right. Well, we appreciate your time. That was very helpful. One every week. It's like, I wish I had this information five years ago, you know, because I, I paid 20% in, uh, you know, loans for years uh, on end uh, for interest. So uh, we appreciate that. We'll, um, if you're open to it, you know, we'd love to share some of your, someone has requested your information um, in the group. And so we'll share that on there. Uh, and, any parting words, uh, Shane? Well, you know, like what you said, I wish I'd have known this information five years ago. That's the purpose of what we're we're doing. We're, 
we specifically want to bring on people with the knowledge base that we need, or even if I haven't and you don't, you get to you get to we get to fill in the gap for you and vice versa. If you have that knowledge and I don't, all of a sudden I get to fill in on that that knowledge. So everybody gets to drink from the same trough and we all elevate our game. And that's the purpose of what we do. And again, I'm actually thinking about we probably need to have you guys back and maybe throw specific deals at you and and cut through that for another 20 or 30 minute session. That would be like plenty of fun for us. Yeah. We love looking at deals. In a weird way, that would be kind of like figuring out how to do It'd be all game night around. It would be game night for us. How can we figure out a way to make that deal work? And, you know, I'm even thinking about it'd be cool for you to tell us about maybe two or three type of deals that you put together and how you structured those, because we're going to learn from that. And even, you know, it'll be good for us to think about we could potentially do that if we see some kind of deal like that pop up for us. Absolutely. Sounds great. We can do that. We'd love love to do that. All right. And we're going to make your information available again, like Josh said. And so hopefully some of these people will be reaching out to you guys. Well, that sounds great. And uh, any way we can help, we're ready to do it. All right. All right, guys. I'm going to end the broadcast. Thank you, guys. Thanks. All right, for- thanks. Good luck.